One. The problem with the house, Lois told her sister over the cordless telephone three months after moving in, is that sound carries. With wood, this is not a surprise, was her sister's response. Not that I'm complaining. The house is lovely in all other respects. Which was true, if Lois limited her appraisal to the house alone. The neighborhood, such that it was, left much to be desired. They moved to Louisa County because Dennis's mother, whom she despised, didn't you notice how this blouse matches my eyes perfectly, was now alone, her second husband having recently died of a coronary. When Dennis first proposed the idea of building a log home, not like the one your father built, that was a cabin, this will be a home, she was resistant. But as with all the major decisions in their marriage, Dennis got his way because he was the head of the household, and the only other option was to move to Kansas City near her sister. No option at all, really, since both Lois and Dennis were not big city people, as they discovered when Dennis was posted to the Pentagon for one overburdened, mysterious year. They purchased five acres of wooded land, having seen the property once in winter the trees bare and soundless. Their nearest neighbors, a pair of teachers at the Louisa County High School and their red-headed daughter, were half a mile away. The drive to Charlottesville, with its Barracks Road shopping center full of Old Navy, Talbots, Rack Room shoes, and the Panera bread she liked to eat every other Tuesday, took about 40 minutes. But it was the more everyday concerns that made the log home in Louisa County a real trial. It was a 15-minute trip each way along winding, treacherous roads if she discovered at the last minute, as she did the previous Christmas when Dennis's mother pointed it out with a downward turn of the lips, that she needed another half-gallon of milk for the corn pudding, a traditional dish in Dennis's family. Despite its isolation and the sound, Lois loved the house. She loved the color of the wood and the smell She loved the way the light entered the triangular window at the apex and flooded the front rooms. The house was large, far larger than they needed now that James and Andrew had left, James first to college in New York and then London, followed two years later by Andrew's move to Raleigh. The house had three spacious bedrooms, one for us and one for each of the boys, Dennis had said, even though he had made it clear to Andrew, but especially to James that there was to be no thought of moving back in after graduation. An open-plan dining and living room, a laundry room and three bathrooms, one for the master bedroom, one shared by the guest bedrooms, and one near the kitchen. The house split over two levels, with the master bedroom, unusually, thought Lois, until Dennis assured her it was better this way as they aged, on the ground floor. Lois first noticed the live quality of sound in the house one night when she could not sleep. In the course of the last year, she had developed hot flashes and could find herself sweating profusely. Dennis, about the same time the hot flashes began, started to wear an air pressure mask to bed, as prescribed by his doctor, to alleviate symptoms of sleep apnea. Between the sudden heat and the noise of the air pressure machine, Lois frequently woke in the middle of the night stood in front of the open freezer door while waiting for the kettle to boil, drank a cup of chamomile tea, and then put herself to bed in the upstairs back bedroom. 
the one she reserved for James in her mind. Eventually, every morning she found herself in the guest bed, and she wondered if she were not better off sleeping there the whole night. But she could, of course, never suggest such an arrangement to Dennis, with whom she had shared a bed for the last thirty-eight years of their marriage. 